be transformed. Turn into a better version of yourself, the highest version of yourself. You could be so much stronger than this. You could be better than you are today. You could be the highest version you've never reached. I want you to look in the mirror and challenge that man in the mirror because you can lie to everybody in the world, but you can't lie to that mirror. You are now tuned in to the Decisive Point Podcast, where influence meets intellect, the keys to unlocking your full potential. Here's your host, Jeffrey Delgado. Good morning, everyone. Hope all of you are having an amazing day today. Happy Friday, December 17th. And December 17th, for me, I know we're about a week away or so from Christmas, which is an awesome time of the year, a special time of the year. December 17th, for me, is a little bit different. Uh, December 17th, 1980, actually, was when the day my mother passed away. I was 10 years old. I came home from school, and I found out my mom passed, and i never seen her again after that day. And ever since that day, Christmas has never really been the same. Although it's been years, many years uh, since that's happened, I've always seemed to utilize this date, December 17th, as a way to reflect and kind of see where my life has taken me. It's almost my way to kind of honor my mom and let her know that her son was able to at least pursue goals and dreams in his life, that he never really gave up on things. Not sure she would have been 100% happy with how I turned out, but ultimately I try to do my best to represent her and my father, who also passed away, and rest his soul. But December 17th is a special day. So what I wanted to talk about today, how to kind of get ready for next year. I know most people, they may not think about this until January 1st, but I believe you have to start preparing for a great year way before the year begins. And I think even December 17th is slightly, uh, could be late, but I'm saying in just an overall mental preparation for a great year, I think this day, December 17th, could be a great day to think about it and start to put together plans on how you want next year to be. Because believe it or not, life goes by so fast. I mean, how many would agree? You blink your eye and you're another age. You blink your eye and you look at photos on, you get these memories on on Instagram and Facebook and you start to see, my goodness, that was 10 years ago. My goodness, that was five years ago. And you just keep on going and, and life just keeps moving. Believe it or not, many of the things that has happened in my life were once goals and things I put on a business plan that turned out to be reality for me. I want to just give some of the ideas that may have helped me achieve some of the dreams of my life, and and hopefully it could help you. And I'm not saying my dreams are anything gigantic or big. I'm just saying there are goals that you go after, whether they're big or small, that if you don't have that goal, sometimes it doesn't happen. The first thing I'd like to get into, your self-talk going into this year or going into the next year. I think most of us, and I've talked about this before, have a lot of conversations with ourselves and how we communicate with ourselves going into this year will be a huge factor. I always talk about upgrading my mind. There's a book I'm actually reading called Limitless by Jim Quick. Great book. And it talks about upgrading your brain. It's almost like, you know, reprogramming your brain to a better version. It's just like everything else we buy gets upgraded, whether it be phone or computers, and we upgrade our brain. Changing your self-talk or being aware of how you communicate with yourself and understanding what language best serves you. That means if you say things that what I could call a, uh, what a self-fulfilled prophecy where things never work out for me or I never win or things like that, 
it doesn't encourage a growth mindset. It, it actually encourages you to look down on yourself and to doubt more. So to go into a new year doubting or having a lot of negative talk to yourself could really determine how your year could turn out if you don't change that. So the first two things is really, for me, internally, before you get into like the mechanics of what you want your year to look like, start thinking about how you communicate with yourself on a daily basis. Because in my opinion, I think it's really important how you talk to yourself before you start focusing on what I'm going to do next. Because if you don't start from the, the root or you don't start from the foundation, then everything else could be jeopardized if the foundation isn't strong. So the first thing after you've looked at how your mindset needs to be going into your year, review your past year. How did last year work out for you? And I know last year was kind of the first year after, you know, a, a tough year we've all endured worldwide with the pandemic and 2021 was supposed to be that year where it was supposed to be kind of getting away from it, but it seems like that's not going away for a while. But how did you like your year in terms of overall growth, maybe in your business or anything else? You feel as if you grew or you didn't. Did your business grow? Did you work out like you said you were? Did you follow that diet? Did you get on a program? Did you upgrade your mind? Did you read more books than you did the year before? Did you get better than you were the day before? Did you get closer with your spouse? Did you get closer, closer with your friends, with your children? Did you get closer with God? Whatever goals that may be, review it. Review what last year looked like. Ask yourself, do I want to repeat this next year? Or do I want to set new goals, new distinctions, new mentalities going into the next year? So that would be number two, is after you reviewed your progress, then set your goals for what you're going to do the following year. I think that could be fun. You could do it through a vision board. You could do it through just writing out a basic business plan. I think when most people, they, you know, for me, I wasn't really a guy who made these scientific business plans when I tried to get into business and try to have business work out for me. I just wrote down goals and things I needed to do. That was, that was pretty much it for me. And one of the things that always hit me, and I could add this to number three, is why do you want to achieve these goals? What is your why? And I think most stop asking that question when they get used to doing something for so long. That means if you have a a position at a job where you kind of do the same job every single day, you might forget why you even work there, or you might forget why you're even doing certain things. You just got used to it. It's possible, correct? So identifying what it is that you're trying to achieve and defining your why, then you could kind of go after it with more gusto, if you will, because you know your why. You probably heard that many times before is what's your why to achieving your goal. If you don't know your why, then you you may not ever get the how. If your why is big enough, the how will show up. You probably heard that before. Also, what I'd say number four is identify what stops you from achieving these goals. Like, you know, maybe you weren't able to do, like for me, um, I used to have a pretty active public speaking business where I would be actively speaking in groups almost weekly at different companies and different organizations. When the pandemic hit, that was eliminated completely. So that was what held me back on my goals. Well, that turned into Zooms and webinars and things like that. But the reality is it was an impact on my goals because I wasn't able to get in front of people. And for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm from the 70s and 80s guy, you know, being in front of people is my biggest juice. 
I don't have that same type of feeling towards, you know, when I'm sitting in front of a computer and I'm sitting down versus standing up, moving and seeing the crowd's gestures all at once in a room. There's just nothing better than that. It's like, like I remember when the NBA was playing and they had the uh, championship in a bubble that one year and people were watching from their computer. I don't think that's the same as when I go to the game. (laughs) Okay. When I go to the game, you feel the energy of the game. So that's why it affected my business. So knowing what stops you and holds you back, then you have to adapt and adjust your plan to eliminate that from being a problem to achieving your goals. If you didn't make any calls because of fear or you didn't go go into the gym because of fear or whatever those goals may have been, then you're going to want to adjust that so that you can achieve your goals. So number four would be identifying what obstacles that get into your way or could come into your way of achieving the goal that you want to achieve. And making sure you identify those obstacles are are critical because you don't, you can't identify and then you can't prepare for them. Number five, what type of mindset, what type of attitude, what type of core values would you need to have in your mind to make the next year amazing? I have to have an attitude that I believe things work out for me. And I I don't know about you, but that becomes a challenge for a lot of people is believing great things could happen to them. Sometimes our attitude is negative because of maybe our past. If I failed in a lot of things, it's easy for me to just lean on failure all the time, to lean on all the disappointments I had, to focus on all the negative. And when you get into a life or a mindset, if you will, kind of snowballing negative into your brain, it could kind of sometimes freeze you into doing nothing. Has that ever happened to you? Where you just keep on thinking of the worst case scenario all the time. Now you're not moving anymore because all you're doing is thinking or what you could call overthinking. So working on your attitude also requires you to sometimes trick your brain that even if things aren't working out for you on the outside world, the inside world has to be controlled by your mind. That means you determine how you're thinking. If you're constantly thinking the worst, that's not going to serve you if you think of how can I make this happen? How can we turn this around? How could we make this go and I could change my life? In my life, I've had many ups and downs. Sometimes the downs were so tough on me It knocked me literally to my knees. And then sometimes I would literally go down on my knees and pray that God, please help me get out of this. And I'd have faith that he would help me get out of it. And I believe part of that faith and part of his answer to me was a mindset of not looking down on myself or writing the negative or eliminating it altogether, where I would just see the positive immediately. I would stop talking about why I can't do this. You know, the world's not working out. Oh, the market's down. Oh, this is a tough time. I stopped talking like that and I started focusing on what kind of I do now, today, to help me get to that goal that I need to achieve. And I don't know, I can't, I can't overemphasize the attitude portion of your life. And if you think negative all the time, I don't care how great your business plan is. I don't care how nice everything looks on the outside, but if internally you're battling that battlefield of the mind. Um, You have to overcome it by positive reinforcement, positive attitude, positive information going in. Just this morning, I was watching the news. I won't mention the channel I was watching because I never want to watch them again. 
I turned on the news as I was getting ready to come into the office. And every single story was the worst type of story you want to hear in the morning. It was like somebody just got killed. Someone just got murdered. This car accident killed three people. I mean, they focus on every area that would just bring you down. Even fear. They were talking about fear items that were scaring families and kids at school. It was just like five minutes of just listening to news as I got ready could easily put your mindset in a negative attitude because if you just follow that. So be careful, if not eliminate watching the news, but be careful what you put into your mind. If you put in positive information, you're going to think positive. You put negative information, you may think negative. So you got to be careful what you put in your mind. Your mind is it's a big deal. There's a big one. Number six, analyze your, your surroundings. Is it empowering you? Your company you keep, is it empowering you? Are you hanging around gate attitudes? Are you hanging around negative attitude? Are you hanging around people that want to help others? Are you hanging around people that want to take advantage of others? Are you hanging around people that want to develop themselves? Are you hanging around people that just want to hurt themselves and may not even know it? To me, this is a very critical piece of my life because I realized, for me at least, that I was who I associated with. As simple as hung around guys who played basketball, I was playing basketball. If I hung around guys who, who like to do drugs, there you go. Drugs in front of me. If you hang around people that want to steal, next thing you know, hey, maybe I want to steal. I'm not saying it always applies because we all have our, our own internal compass. But to have it around you and have that something that could be an influence to you could be an impact on your life. So be careful of what's around you. Be careful of who you're hanging around with. Treasure people. I mean, not to say that I, I avoid anybody, but be careful what you get into your mind. Be careful what sinks in there. I try to establish habits that hopefully others will want to emulate. And sometimes I have habits that I don't want people to emulate. <laughs> you know, I have a friend of mine who's a vegan and he's been telling me to be a vegan. And I, I've tried vegan for about four months and went right back into eating meat. And then he says, Jeff, you got to go do it again. And he's been doing it over 20 years. And I love that influence of a friend who tells me that I need to get better in an area. I love that. So ask yourself who you're hanging around with. Who are you getting influenced by? What are you putting into your brain? And be careful with that. I have a, an addiction to sports. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm in the car, and I'm a 49er fan. I'm also a Golden State Warriors fan, and I follow them. So even when I'm in the car, I listen to the radio station where they're, you know, these guys are analyzing it and talking about it. And when I wake up early in the morning, sometimes I'll just listen to sports, and I go to bed late, and my wife falls asleep. Um, just rec All the recordings that I have on Sport Talk, I just listen to all of it. I just feed my mind on sports so much that I overdo it. I really do. I, I overdo it. But I try not to make it overwhelm me where it's a fact that it takes over my ability to have to grow in my other parts of my life, especially growing in my relationship with the Lord or growing in my relationship with my family, growing in my business and growing in my friends. There are areas that you have to put attention to. And I, I think it's very difficult to try to be congruent. I also said this to a friend of mine that I think balance is, is basically impossible. You could try to be balanced, but I think it's the most difficult thing ever to do is be perfectly congruent in every area of your life. I, I don't know if that's really possible for me, at least. I don't know. Could you love to do something? You're going to do more of it, right? And so that's a tough one. But trying to be balanced as you can and, and hanging around the right people, analyze what goes into your mind is critical. Number seven, have a plan of growing, a growth plan of, I call it personal development or an educational plan for your mind, whether you're going to improve new skills you need things to help you build your business or you need things to help you grow mentally. Anytime 
I'm going through a tough time, I always go back to the fundamental of personal development. What am I reading? What's coming in? When my brain starts to play tricks on me and ask yourself, have you ever had that day when your brain just starts playing tricks on you? What do you turn to? So at that point, personal development is going to be critical. If you want things to change, and so for example, if you're in a situation you don't like where you are, or you want to be in a greater place, then it's going to require change. And only way you're going to change in the direction you want to go is by growing on the inside. So personal development becomes everything. When you're listening to music, maybe you could replace some of that time. I'm not saying all of it. I think music's a big deal. I love music too. But maybe some of that time you could listen to personal development tapes or CDs. I mean, Audible, I say tapes, CDs, like an old person, but Audible is one of my best friends. If you could listen to a book in your car, I would do it. I'm not saying all the time at the gym. Sometimes I listen to music because I want to get that, that energy like, uh, let's go, right? Or I'll listen to personal development because I want to get pumped in a different way. Reading books, feeding your mind today with, with all these different channels, and resources and platforms for you to follow some of the most motivating, inspiring people, even podcasts, and listening to say something like this, this helps because it feeds information into your mind that might change the course or direction of where you go. So constantly seeking more information to grow, in my opinion, should be a major piece of what your year should look like. Because if you do that all year, it will compound over time. Number eight, putting together a plan, a actual plan, daily, weekly, monthly plan. What is your plan or goal that you want to achieve? When I was able to get in my best shape of my life, I followed a plan to the T. It was a 12-week plan, a book called uh, Body for Life, and it was 12 weeks. I followed it every single day, exactly. I wrote it down. And in 12 weeks, the amount of weight and the amount of muscle I put on was unbelievable by just following a simple plan. And even though I was on a plan, I would still have obstacles because I'd have parties that I'd want to eat cakes or sugary stuff or whatever. But I was, nope, I'm committed. So developing a plan, number one, and committing to that plan is going to be the next goal for next year to be big. Developing a plan of action. I would also add applying what you learn. I know a lot of people, they learn a lot. I mean, they're like the learning machine. <laughs> they, they heard everything. You probably talked to this person. Oh, I read that. Oh, I heard that. Oh, I did that. I, so I, I, I watched that. I did this. And then did they apply it or they just heard about it, watched it, read it, and did nothing? In sports, they call that wasted talent. They got all the talent in the world, but because their discipline or follow through is not there, they waste that talent. They call that wasted talent. And it's the same in life. All this information available and you don't take advantage of it. I remember back in when I was a kid and I was first listening back to, day to CDs and tapes. I, I treasured those CDs. I, I still have those CDs. Because there's so much knowledge in them because they didn't have them readily available like they do today. And when things are readily available, people take it for granted. People take for granted information overload, but they could feed their mind faster than they could ever have fed it in the past. And just don't apply what they learn. So my next tip on number eight is apply what you learn. 
which goes into number nine is, is I got this from Tony Robbins, you know, knowledge is not power. It's action is power. It doesn't matter what, what strategy you have or business plan or whatever, but if you don't take action, what's the difference? And when you take action, understand it's going to be hard. I haven't had anything I've ever done that was worth anything. They didn't have to pay a price for. There's nothing I've ever achieved that wasn't hard. Even marrying my wife, that took me years. I had, uh, I met her when I was 16 years old to finally turn it into what we have today. Amazing journey we had to go through. I call it amazing journey because it worked out beautifully. <laughs> but taking action, you may have started something last year, you didn't finish it, finish it. You may have always stopped and started, stop and started, start something, stop, start something, stop. And that becomes a dabbler. From what I read from a Tony Robbins book, it said people dabble all the time, dabble into this, dabble into that, whether it be financial goals, business goals, family goals, relationship goals, whatever, investment goals, spiritual goals, doesn't matter. You dabble in, dabble out, dabble in, dabble out. That's it. And they wonder why it never grows or it never goes into what they want it to be because they dabbled all the time. And the last one is have faith. As a born again Christian, I believe everything in my life is a plan that I'm being guided. Now, I'm not saying what you need to believe in. I'm just letting you know what kind of guides me. I always have faith that God is with me. God is blessing me. God is protecting me and my family. I believe that in my core so that when I go through things, I don't believe God is trying to hurt me. I don't believe God is the author of confusion. I don't believe God is trying to fake me out to a, of a great life. He's trying to guide me to a great life. This is my foundation of what brings me to what I believe a great life is having faith. When I was at my worst, I still had faith I was going to get out of it. When I was at my best, I always had faith that God is guiding me and trying to teach me a lesson. Some of my best lessons were the worst times in my life. So if you're going through a worst time in your life, look at it as what is God trying to teach me today? Is he teaching me how to be humble? Is he teaching me how to be a, a better person of integrity? Is he teaching me how to be more appreciative of life? What am I being taught at this particular time? Having faith that you have something guiding you and having that type of faith, in my opinion, is a huge factor of how your year will turn out. Hopefully this wasn't too long, everyone. Thank you guys for coming on and I'll talk to you soon. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, show your support by subscribing or leaving a rating and a review. Until next time, this is the Decisive Point Podcast with your host, Jeffrey Delgado.